the anger that I had that I felt that God was responsible and I didn't want to ask God to help if God was the one that had denied me and that had allowed something this bad to happen. I felt God was responsible and that I was going to make God pay somehow, some way. You're never too lost to know where the road is. It could be dark, it could be hopeless, but I'll wait till you find your way. Scotty Smiley was an officer in the U.S. Army Special Forces when he was almost killed by a suicide bomber. He survived, but his eyesight didn't. Scotty and his wife, Tiffany, they are our guests on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Scotty and Tiffany are going to share how God has carried them through an incredibly difficult time, even when Scotty turned his back on God. GPS. God. People. Stories. Without a miracle or an amazing advance in medical science, Scotty Smiley will be blind for the rest of his life. And God's been helping him come to terms with that. In fact, God's been helping Scotty with a lot of things for as long as Scotty can remember. I was raised as a Christian at a very young age. I gave my life to the Lord. And I don't really think I understood at that age what it would mean later on in life. But being raised as a Christian, you know, I'd go to Sunday school on Wednesday, Sunday school on Sunday, and then the regular church service on Sunday and reading the Bible, memorizing verses and just began to really love God for who He was and what He had done for me. But in the end, for me, it was my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Scotty grew up in Washington State in the town of Pasco. That's where Scotty's wife, Tiffany, also grew up. The two of them met in the sixth grade. So I had a crush on him. I have my yearbook from junior high, and I wrote a little heart around his picture and future plans, whatever that meant to me at that time. Scotty and Tiffany eventually went from being friends to being boyfriend and girlfriend. Our love was just really based on God and my personal relationship with Jesus Christ, hers also. And just as we began to attend the same church, that love just continued to grow through Christ and through through that relationship. They put their relationship to the test, though, when Scotty decided to attend the military academy in West Point, New York. That's 2,700 miles away from Pasco, Washington. But in the end, that relationship just continued to grow stronger, and I finally was able to ask her to marry me my senior year of college. That was in 2003. When he graduated, the war in Iraq was really heating up. So we actually had visions of a great, awesome summer wedding, but that was quickly changing. Knowing the unit Scotty was going to, knowing that there were year deployments that were being handed out everywhere, we knew... Either we wait another almost two years or we get married in the winter and we're married and we start our journey together as a military couple. So we moved our our wedding date up. We got married December of 2003. Here we are on top of the stars. Never thought we'd ever get this far. We live for moments like this. We come alive in moments like this. Shortly after their wedding, Scotty went to the U.S. Army's Ranger School for two months. Then he and Tiffany moved to Fort Lewis in Washington State. And that's where Scotty got his orders to deploy to Mosul, Iraq. Tiffany described the day he was deployed as surreal. I remember sitting in this little sandwich shop with him, just looking in his blue eyes. And we're both like scared out of our mind, but no one wants to admit it. Tiffany and Scotty weren't alone in their fear. I remember walking up to our friends, too. We lived in this really cute community, and 
military community. And we all just kind of stood there, like all of us wanting to ball our eyes out, all of us not knowing what this next year held. It was just, it was a really awful kind of day. And then you go out to this field and you see all the soldiers lined up and they're all in formation. And you get your last kiss or your last hug and, and then they load onto these buses and you don't know. That was the last time Scotty would see Tiffany in person. I'd see her one more time via Skype before the suicide bombing that took his eyesight. But that day, getting on the bus was the last time he would see her face in person. Now, the whole time Scotty was in Iraq, a day didn't go by that he didn't think about Tiffany. I kept a journal and just would write how much I loved her, write love letters to her, uh, both by email and personal snail mail. Every day I thought about just her beautiful smile, her twinkling eyes, just her beautiful hair. Uh, it was hard being away, uh, but I knew I was going to see her in a few months, and I knew that the job that I was doing was the right thing to do. The job he was doing in Mosul was an extremely dangerous one. Six of my men in my platoon had been injured and redeployed back to America for uh, recovery. My company commander, Captain Bill Jacobson Jr., was killed along with 21 other men and women uh, when a man blew himself up. So I realized and saw the dangers of what we were experiencing every day. And Scotty experienced those dangers in a life-changing way on April 6th, 2005. 90-degree hot dry, Missoula, Iraqi heat. Um, I said to one of my squad leaders, you know, it's been over seven months since I'd seen my wife's face and I can't believe how much I miss her. And as we were heading out into the city, uh, just on a normal patrol, uh, our mission to find a suicide bomber, as I traveled through a little urban area, I spotted a suspicious vehicle uh, that the back of the car was a little lower than the front. And just, you know, the rules of engagement said you can't just shoot someone because you're scared. So I made a decision to uh, cordon him off. I parked my striker vehicle just 30 yards to his south on the same road. He was facing west, I was facing east. No median, nothing in between us and two other striker vehicles in front of him and yelled at him to get out of his vehicle. He looked over his, his shoulder, his left shoulder at me, raised his hands off the steering wheel and then uh, put him back. I yelled at him again and then he let his foot off the brake. And that's when I raised my M4 up to my shoulder. I fired two rounds in front of his vehicle, and then boom, my world went black. I woke up in the middle of the night with the phone ringing, excited, thinking it was Scotty. But instead, it was Scotty's commander on the other line. And Scotty's commander was an awesome, amazing man, leading soldiers, seeing tons of awful things, but um, doing great work in Iraq. So I was kind of thrown off that it was his voice, not Scotty's. And he said, Tiffany, I'm so sorry. And so we're thinking, why is he saying sorry? And he said, Scotty's been hurt really bad. A suicide car bomb blew up and there's shrapnel in his eyes and in his head. And I'm so sorry, but we don't even know if he's going to live. And then this amazing military leader just started sobbing on the phone to me. So that sort of made it real where I realized that something awful did happen. If this man is sobbing on the phone to me, in the middle of Iraq, in the middle of a war, then this is not good. After he was stabilized, Scotty was moved to Walter Reed Army Medical Center near Washington, D.C., and that's where he finally woke up a week and a half after the bomb blast. He was blind and paralyzed on one side of his body. The paralysis turned out to be temporary. The blindness was permanent. But my world didn't just go physically black. It also went spiritually black. I was raised as a Christian, as a young boy, asking Jesus Christ into my heart 
and had lived a, a life uh, full of him. And now I was questioning God, questioning what plans he had for me and what was my life going to be? How was I going to take care of myself? Half of my body was partially paralyzed and I, I was blind the rest of my life. How was I going to take care of myself? More so, how was I going to take care of my wife? the woman that I could never see again. It was nothing but fear, anxiety, and stress, and I didn't know what to do, nor where to turn. You're never too lost to know where the road is. It could be dark, you could be hopeless, but I'll wait till you find your way. Before the bombing, Scotty always turned to God, but now he was denying God. I remember one of my best friends coming in the room and asking me to say a prayer, and I said, no, I, I don't know how to pray, nor do I know who God is. And at that time, my wife and my friend and those that were in the room just, it went dead silent uh, because they, my wife had married a strong Christian. My friends knew me as a strong Christian. They called me the Oak. And now I was a wavering, you know, lost soul. That was a wake-up call for Tiffany and the rest of Scotty's loved ones. They began to pray for his spiritual healing as well as his physical healing. It took a while. But that spiritual healing came. Scotty says it was God's grace and the prayers of his friends and family that brought him back to Jesus. But it was those men and women in my life that just kept leading me back to God and God's grace and God's love and the love that I had for him, uh, the love that you know kept me reading my Bible, that had me going to church, that had me worshiping, uh, was always present. And for me, I made a decision that I had to forgive. I had to forgive the man who blew himself up that was very difficult, but I knew it was the right thing to do because if I didn't, I knew I wouldn't be able to live life to its fullest and waking up with a smile every day, happy to live life. Uh, so I knew that that was what I had to do. But most importantly, I had to ask God to forgive me for denying him. As you can imagine, Tiffany prayed for her husband long before the bomb blast that took his sight. She prayed and believed that God would protect Scotty, bring him home whole, and that they'd have what she called a wonderful reunion. But I, I honestly believe like God did bring him back whole, probably more whole as a person than I could have ever dreamed of. And yeah, our faith, our trust in God, we wavered, we questioned, but he gave us back so much more and he showed us so much more. And we're thankful that he took away and he gave us back. And we're more whole today probably than we would be if we didn't have to go through this. I can barely stand right now Everything is crashing down And I wonder where you are The journey to where they are today has been a tough one. For example, Scotty remembers getting lost at a gym one of the first times he used his blind stick by himself. Just in anxiety and stress, I threw down my stick in anger, just crying out to God, why me? Why this life? It's not something I deserved. It's not something that I asked for. I try to find the words to pray I don't always know what to say But you're the one that can hear my heart But I truly believe it should have been, you know, what God, what, what are you going to use me for? How are you going to use me? Because I think why is not a question that may never, may not be answered here on earth, but will be answered in heaven. Are you ready to let yourself trust God the way Scotty and Tiffany Smiley have learned to trust Him? Let us help. Go to BillyGrahamRadio.org and click on Grow Your Faith. 
That's BillyGrahamRadio.org. Scotty Smiley's been determined not to let his blindness keep him from living a full and active life. You'll hear what that looks like in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. The Bible teaches that we have two sets of eyes. Billy Graham. Physical eyes. But the Bible teaches that we have eyes in our soul, in our spirit. And the Bible teaches that we're blind. We've been blinded by the devil. And you know, if you turn over to Revelation, the third chapter, it says, Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, thou knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. And there are people just like that here tonight. You don't think you need Christ. You don't think you need to be born again. You don't think that you need an experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. But God looks at you with different eyes. And God sees your sins. He sees that Satan has put a veil over your minds so that you cannot see and cannot understand spiritual things. Jesus said you must be born again. You must receive him into your heart. You must repent of your sins. And that's why he came. He came to die on the cross for our sins. And now back to the hosts of GPS, Phil Fleischman and Jim Kirkland. The Billy Graham Rapid Response Team deployed a team of chaplains to Orlando, Florida in the hours following the deadly terrorist attack there. The chaplains have been sharing the hope and love of Jesus with people trying to make sense of what all happened. You can keep up with what's going on with the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team at our website, BillyGrahamRadio.org. Click on What We Do. Since Scotty Smiley lost his sight, he has earned a master's degree, taught at West Point, and even commanded an Army company. But that's not all. I became the first blind active duty Army officer, and I've been able to surf, snow ski, water ski, skydive, and do triathlons. A soldier coming home from war, a faith, a hope for so much more. What an honor having Scotty and Tiffany Smiley as our guests on this episode of GPS, God People Stories. You know, a great way to listen to GPS every week is through the Billy Graham mobile app. It's available at the Apple and Android app stores and also at our website, billygramradio.org. It's under the Grow Your Faith tab. I'm Phil Fleischman. Thanks for listening. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Life is beautiful. Have you liked us on Facebook yet? You can find us by searching for Billy Graham Radio. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.